Hey, this is Adam. And Matt. And here's what's coming up on this week's CarCast. See how he's crooked there and right? As he goes over a jump, you can actually see the shock shoot out of the side of the car. <laughs> and so I kind of backed off a little bit at the jump and went back into the gas and I barely made the right, landing right. up there. Jesus that little Christ. bounce he got because yeah. there's no suspension, basically. Right, so yeah. he hopped all the way down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Greg gets out and um, celebrates on the roof but falls through the windshield. So it looked like <laughs> it looked like he crashed so hard on the landing or something that he smashed the windshield, yeah. but it was just as... Just like, it was glued. Listen for free through iTunes, the free Adam Carolla app, or visit AceCarCast.com. This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little Apple Pan Dowdies. It's me, Allison. Before the show officially starts, I want to say a few things. First of all, I think we have some iTunes comments of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Gary. Gary, before you start reading the comments, I want to tell you that on my way, you know how you always bust or get on, up, uh, you're up my butt basically about the fact that I sometimes text and drive and I've gotten a lot better about it. Yes. On my way over here, I saw someone texting on horseback and then I saw someone texting on a bike. So I, I think the problem is out of control. Actually, it made me think how dangerous is texting on horseback because actually you're trusting the horse to not put itself in danger. So as long as the horse is not texting, you're probably okay. The horseback one's okay, but the bike one, that one just seems like a stupid person. The yeah, car that, one, you're that putting others the most in danger. Dan- the bike thing seemed the most dangerous for, for the person texting. The horseback thing just, I don't know, it just seemed incongruous and it bothered me. But it made me think, the horseback riding looks fun. Okay, comments. Okay, our first comment comes from Trek Girl ND, and it is called My New Favorite Podcast. I had never heard of Allison before stumbling upon her podcast on iTunes, but I'm so very happy that I gave it a listen. I can't get enough. Allison is funny, charming, and witty and has has instant rapport with her guests. I can't get enough of her. Thanks, outdoorsy lady. All right. And our next one comes from Dirty Derv, and it is titled My My Best Friend. Hello, my little lemon drop. I've listened to this super-duper podcast since day one. I love when Allison gets stonewalled by her guests when asking an intrusive personal question, and then within seconds, their guard is down, and they are pouring juicy details about their lives out. I love it. I feel like I really get to know the guests more more than other interviewers, and I learn more about Allison every week. Sometimes I learn things I wish I hadn't. Examples, boyfriend and the truck or boyfriend with the gun. Extremely creepy. Five stars all the way. Michael. Thanks, Michael. When do I get stonewalled by guests? Just kidding. I'm just just pretending to focus on the negative part. Um, I know that wasn't that was actually a huge compliment. Thank you. Boyfriend with the truck, though. I don't know what that's you don't. Okay, okay. We are unclear what that's a reference to. Um, Write in again, won't you? My little lemon drop. Okay. I think okay. we have one more. One last iTunes comment of the week, and this one comes from Pizza Crust, and it's titled, Allison, Will You Be My Best Friend? Maybe. Hey, Allison. Ugh, this is so weird. I feel like I know you so well. Anyways, <laughs> Thanks just... for really acting it out, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just want to chime in quickly and let you know how much I love the podcast. So much that I actually downloaded iTunes and created an Apple ID, yes, with credit card verification and all, just so I could express my appreciation for your work. 
I am a fan of Adam and his whole pirate ship thing, but I always thought that you were the true star of his podcast and wish you would get more airtime. Thank you. Well, lo and behold, I stumbled upon ARIYNBF, and my life is slightly closer to complete. I think it's almost scary how much I can relate when you were talking about your daily interactions, and I truly appreciate your genuine attitude towards everything. I also wanted to point out that I'm Death Squad, and that's in all caps with a hashtag, and want to let you know that you have a ton of Death Squad listeners. Thank you. I would love to take you out for a nice dinner at the Olive Garden sometimes, should you ever decide to leave your boyfriend or wanted to get down with some polyamory. Hit me up, Sugar. Can I call you Sugar? I'd rather not. Well, thank you so much for, like, seven-eighths of that comment. Um, And if you guys would... No, I'll say eight eights because I don't know. I don't know in death squadese whether inviting someone out to Olive Garden is creepy or not. I guess it's not. Um, so anyway, if you guys would like to have your comment read as comment of the week, then you know what you do. You just um, just find my podcast on iTunes and leave a five star comment, and that would be delightful. You can also email the show a r i y m b f at adamcarolla.com. Um, and also, perhaps you're thinking, I love this show. I mean, I hope you're thinking that. You're thinking, what can I do to help out the show? Well, in addition to leaving an iTunes comment, um, I actually want to tell you guys that one of my favorite sponsors, GoToMeeting, it would help the show out immensely if you would sign up for a free trial. And it would help your life out immensely because, hello, a free trial for 30 days of a great product. Um, but I, I want to say, go to meeting. Look at how great it is to uh, sponsor my podcast. Look at all the people who are signing up for the free trial and who are convinced that this product is amazing. Um, so it doesn't cost you anything. So, you know, take a second and do that if you want. Uh, and that's at visitgotomeeting.com. Click on the Try It Free button and enter the promo code Allison. Also, I need to say my um, guest for this episode is none other than Andrew WK. I love him. I'd had him on my show when I did the uh, Ustream show in New York. And then now I had him on this podcast. And he's amazing and he's interested, interesting and interested. And he is um, inspirational and motivational. And he is also quite scatological, which is why I would suggest don't nibble on anything. Maybe have some smelling salts handy. Actually, what are smelling salts? And do people use them anymore? I don't know. What I'm saying is this podcast gets kind of gross. Uh, it, it, there's moments of, but, but weirdly for me, it wasn't till the very end that I dry heaved over something that most people wouldn't even think is disgusting. I just, there's certain types of, um, things that I find gross and, uh, we hit on them at the end, but they're probably the most innocuous. But then there's other stuff we hit on earlier where I was thinking, uh-oh, I feel like we might lose people here, but I hope not. I hope you guys will power through because I think there's still... It's worth getting past the like, oh, if that's your reaction, you know, uh, to some of the stuff to get to the meat of it at the end. But, you know, do what you want. I'm just saying be warned. Don't don't be eating while you're listening. Was that a sufficient disclaimer, Gary? You think so? Gary tried to eat something while while listening. That was a mistake. <laughs> but he's still here and he's able to tell everyone about it and he's stronger for it. Absolutely. But I. Uh... Yeah, heed her warning. This is yeah. not this is not a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank God cuz it's not that funny. But this podcast is. And also, if you're going to buy something on on Amazon, which you are, why not click through the banner on my website? It helps to show out and it doesn't cost you anything extra. AllisonRosen.com. Okay. Um I love you guys and here's the episode. Oh! 
Everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. My guest today is none other than Andrew WK. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Allison. How welcome are you? Welcome to my show, or welcome back to my show. Thank I should you. stay because yes. you, when I used to do this show as a streaming video talk show in my living room in Brooklyn, you were one of my guests. I was indeed. And we had a contest with the fans interactive to see whose fan because we both have That's right. fairly loyal this. followings. We had a contest to see whose fans know more about us. Right, I remember Years that. Years one. Yeah, um, well, which is not to discount your fans. No, mine are great. No, no, not as both great as yours, are, but... Well, thank you. Uh, no, but I remember that very well, and congratulations on all that has happened since then. Oh, thank you. And, uh, you know, this is a beautiful facility, uh, and what a beautiful... Warehouse. Land, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know the... <laughs> The area. Now I was just thinking maybe I shouldn't announce where it is. Glendale. Oh, we say Glendale. Okay. We don't. We don't give these specifics because. Right. You know what? I got recognized at the supermarket yesterday. Wait, Ralph's. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Pavilions actually. Oh, wow. I, now I forget. I don't know. It was someone that wherever was it, your, it was. Was it, it was, one of your relatives or? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't mean, actually, I'm just joking around. It was Gary. <laughs> I didn't recognize him though, so I thought he was recognizing me. So it was exciting at first. Yeah. No, actually, honestly, yeah, it was. Honestly, it was. Here's the thing I got out of my car and someone said, Allison? And oh. I said, yes. And then he's like, hi. You know, he went, I instantly kind of knew. I just knew. He kind of instantly went into like, I you know I'm a big fan, blah, blah blah blah, and I was like, "Oh, thanks." You know, you know, he's like, "I saw you driving up, so I just w- waited, and I had to, because I had to say something, blah blah." blah. And I thought, okay, he saw me driving up, yeah. and then I pulled into a parking spot, and then I was like, "What did I do?" Because there was a lot of time in between me driving up and getting out and walking in, and I was and checking was my watching. phone. But what I was thinking, yeah, he was, and I was thinking, Closely. it's just that weird feeling of someone has been watching me for the last like right, the camera's been on five minutes, a mental camera that belonged to this man's brain. Yeah. Oh boy. And did I like pick my nose? I mean, I knew that I I knew that I didn't do anything gross, but just what was I doing? I could have been like scratching my face in some did weird way. Did he say or... he was recording you? No. Well, he didn't. But tell there was you he a was. red light. Was he handsome? He. Uh, I don't. I didn't really notice because he was holding a baby. Right. That doesn't this really is... make sense now that I think about it, though. <laughs> He introduced no. me to his daughter, who was named Allison, and I was kind of distracted by all the shininess of a baby named Allison. So, no, wait a minute. So does that mean when he was saying Allison, he was actually just talking to his daughter? <laughs> and that you've just misinterpreted the whole thing? He's yeah. like, oh, no, I was talking to you. I mean, at you. the end, yeah. he did oh, scoop yeah. her up and say, let's get away from this weird lady. <laughs> but I just thought that was it's a like non sequitur. Re- reverse <laughs> fan stalker, almost. Like you. Oh, no, I've been that person. I Okay. I've been recognized at a party, and I've been the, the first time it ever happened. And I'm sure the guy regretted it because I was like, "Can we take a photo?" <laughs> and then I was like hanging on him, not not literally, but I was kind of like very much more enamored of him than he was of me because he had made me feel special. Like, with all due respect, Allison, I, I gotta go. You know, I think your show's great. I'm 
not actually that big of a fan. But Are you, you know, sure? It's been Are great. you sure? Let me tell you more about what I'm doing. No, you know, it's been great meeting you. I'm sure I'll see you again. Maybe watch your... Do you want a photo? What is it again? My you autograph? Do? What's, what's the last name? <laughs> well, okay. You know what? Okay. Well, yeah. no, but that's exciting either way. And, and to, uh, to, to, to see a daughter with the same name, I think that's a good omen. I think yeah. that was a synchronicity that you could interpret as a good omen. I'm, I'm trying to find something positive uh, from this story. For you or for me? <laughs> uh, mostly for like the guy for... that's hopefully listening. As oh, if he is a super I know. fan. Yeah. He's going to be pumped. Yeah. I but, know. I don't think I said anything bad about it. But you're that. saying that if you are seeing someone, man or woman, uh, and they have a baby, then automatically they're Yeah, neither... I don't look at their face. That's huh. what I said, but I don't think that's true. I think I just, just uh, didn't really take in what he looked like, I guess. Okay. He had dark hair and he didn't seem threatening. A brownette. He was a brownette. Okay. That's right. So, Andrew WK, two things. All right. One, I've noticed that you've been um, pouring water into your coffee. You've been diluting your coffee. It was coffee. too hot. Okay. It was just way, way, way too hot. I do like it hot because uh, it's better that way, I guess. I, That's I like, how people drink it except for iced. I, I like iced coffee too, but uh, I, you know, I wanted to drink it right away. Mm. And when I put my lips up to the liquid, they became burned. So I figured the the easiest thing to do would be uh, to put something that isn't so hot into it, swirl it around, and you know what? It's the perfect temperature now. It's uh, smart. Pea warm. I think ninety eight degrees. Nice. Yeah. See, I I'm able to cut the heat of the coffee with milk when I am okay, drinking right. coffee. Refrigerated milk. That's right. Okay. Yeah. You know what? And I don't like when you're at a schmancy restaurant and they give you warmed milk. I always wondered about that, even at a coffee shop. Yeah. Is it because they're going through so much that it's okay if it sits out for... Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know about that. It just, and, then, and then what's with the, the creamers? They're in a, a sealed container, yeah. but they're not refrigerated. And it says, it says on it that it's 100% cream. I think, oh, it's just oil and, and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that non-dairy cream. Right. But it's not. How does that work? How can they not refrigerate dairy? Well... One time, and I've never, I've never told this story. Oh, here we go. Oh boy. One time, I was at Starbucks. Okay. Poured some milk in my coffee. Sure. And the milk had turned. What? What do you mean turned? It was rotten. It was bad. It was cottage cheese. It tasted like, um, <laughs> oh, you know, no. a little cheesy. Yeah. It's sour. Yeah. So, so basically, is that right. what cheese is? It's just rotten milk. I feel like there's more to cheese than just rotten well, milk. They put bacteria in it, don't they? Yeah, it's rotten milk plus bacteria. <laughs> I don't know. Any cheeseologists well, around yogurt? here? Well, I know yogurt is is bacteria, I don't, right? Yeah. I don't think anything is truly just like milk that is just rotten. Like here, if you leave milk out for a while, I don't think you're going to get – um, no, you might get that. I don't think you're going to get like a nice blue cheese. <laughs> oh, I see. Right, because <laughs> blue cheese. Or a nice yogurt. That's a perfect example. It has mold in it. You mm-hmm. can see it. Yes. And it tastes fantastic. Yes. If it you like blue cheese. It doesn't smell so great, though. Well, what about Limburger? I'm, you know what? Limburger to me is just a punchline. I've never actually been around that cheese. <laughs> it is. It's that cartoon cheese. Yeah. It's what a, is, this, is, it, is it a feet kind of oh, scent? Oh, you have no, I mean, it really is. I've smelled a, a lot of things, you know, including my own body. And this outdoes even that. But, you know, the reason that cheese smells like feet or vice versa is because it's essentially the same bacteria. That, you can, that is true. You can look that up. That is verified science. The cheese yeah. smell and your foot smell like toe jam when you, you know, I clean my toenails a lot. And With what? My fingers. It <laughs> smells awful. Mm-hmm. And I wash my hands after. It still doesn't go away because the bacteria is so thick. 
So then you can just say, oh, I was just eating a Limburger sandwich. That's why I always keep a, pi- a piece of Limburger in my pocket. <laughs> yep, and they'll smell you coming. Now, are you <laughs> like me where you are constantly sniffing things? Uh, I Especially that came from your own body. Well, yes, but uh, I, I'd say in general, I, I'm, I'm not want to boast. I'll just brag. I'm not going to boast. I'll just brag. Just you do both. I have a very good sense of smell. There, I said it. Okay. This is bragging? No, that was boasting. But, okay. You but I need, I need, I, like, Let give me, me an just, example. I'll toot my own horn here. Please. Okay. Um, Please. Blow smoke up your own ass. Do it all. Believe me, I've tried that. The only way it's possible <laughs> is never with leave the house. rubber tubing. And, uh, you know, obviously you have to have lung capacity. But if you, you know, gel it or KY, whatever, KY jelly, get it up there, you can do it. It's not but, a very good feeling. But right. It burns is the thing. That smoke is hot. That's the thing I never thought of. Of course, the one most obvious thing is if you're going to blow smoke up your own ass, it's going to burn yeah. really bad. You need so, like some kind of anal bong situation. Well, that's right. You've got to filter it through water first. Right. Or use a vaporizer where it's very low, very low level. Did you really hotbox your own butt? You know, let's move on from that back to the smells. Because okay. speaking of butt. You uh, were saying that you have a great sense of smell. Well, you asked if I can smell my own body. There have been times, especially when traveling, and uh, I'm not proud of this. This is not boasting. I'm boasting how well I was able to smell it. But I think uh, even if you were 100 yards away from me, you could probably have smelled it. Sometimes I don't bathe. Okay. okay? I'm, again, I'm not proud of this. I was walking through the airport on my way, uh, you know, touring and whatnot. I am a professional partier, international rock and roller. I'm going all over the place. Yeah. I smelled vomit and diarrhea. And, mm. you know, airports, there's a lot of people there. You know, yeah. there's a lot of bathrooms. There's some of, international scents happening. That's a very diplomatic way to say that. <laughs> um, and I was smelling this this that that vomit smell. Yeah. And it's very particular. It's mm. that sour right. bile, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, I figured someone had puked in the, the the bathroom at the airport, which is not uncommon. A lot of people have fear of flying or they get motion sick and things like that. And then the diarrhea, I smell that all the time from whatever, you know, people changing their babies or, you know. Was it a baby diarrhea smell? Because I feel like baby poo has a specific right. disgusting smell. Like but from less the formula. Disgusting, maybe. Maybe right. that's what I, I don't, I don't know what it is. All my milk diet. Yeah. Yeah. And dog shit has its own smell. It was, right. it was, it was definitely the smell of human uh, adult diarrhea. Ugh. Okay. Um, so anyway, so they were mixing Go together. On. Yeah. And the uh, – I guess sort of the, 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 the shocking moment was when I realized that, um, one, the diarrhea was coming from my own ass. And then, two, the... the, the it was the, like the calls coming from inside the house. It was. It was like a horror movie. <laughs> and then just when I thought it couldn't get any more terrifying, <laughs> the vomit smell was from my own face. Oh! I had vomited the night before and I guess didn't remember it. You know, I'm glad I lived. Uh, but, it had, it, you know, that acid is very powerful. Pungent, yeah. it, it soaked into my... my, my, my face hair my skin and i think even maybe some up inside your nostril and that is as close to the the source for smell as you can that get that can happen you can i i mean sometimes awful. when you're really throwing up like really <laughs> heaving you know it'll start coming out your nose that's true that's and then right. like your whole face is burning and then you just want to die and if you have diarrhea on top of that you are so fucked because you don't know which end to put where have you ever been oh no <laughs> this is not a drunk thing this is a being young and no, no, sick or thing food poisoning yeah. Food have you ever been sitting on the toilet, throwing up out your butt, and then you have to grab a receptacle to throw up? Oh, oh, oh! One time oh, in the God. aforementioned, what we were talking about, England on uh, on the Adam Carolla show. You in England, right? That's a great city. I love that town. 
it was, but I was sitting on the toilet throwing up into the bathtub, and, I, and I, a whole authentic English breakfast came up. I was like, did I even chew those mushrooms? Untouched, right? The beans in one weird. side, exactly. the roast like, tomato. Bangers, mash, blood sausage. I didn't actually eat blood sausage. That grosses me out for some reason. For some reason, that grosses me out, but then, like, but, you know, meat doesn't. Or even it's talking weird. about this doesn't. It's weird that that doesn't, right? <laughs> the nice thing about that bathroom in, in, in England, uh, you know, again, a great city, but the, the bathrooms are relatively small. And in most situations, I get a bit irritated by that. You know, mm-hmm. you're sitting on the toilet and your knees are bumping against the tub. Ugh, but yes, in this situation that. for you, it was good. It was a blessing. It, it really was. But yeah, I have that same claustrophobia, like the doorknobs getting in bed with me feeling. I don't like that. Yeah, you can't. You have to step all the way in in order to shut the yeah. door. Like you're kind of in your own way. Uh, I feel like we are spoiled by hotel rooms in this country. Yeah, I agree. But not New York, actually. Wait, New York what? hotel rooms are pretty small, I find. They're more European style. It depends. It depends. You know, it's a, it is New Amsterdam, after all. So maybe they yeah. were influenced. Uh, it depends where you go. Uh, it, the space is at a premium there. Yes. Um, here, there's a lot of room. Yes. Um, Almost too much room, which is why I was a little late driving here today. Uh, you know, I could have walked to uh, just about every single building in Manhattan uh, without leaving, you know, three square miles. So uh, that's, you know, a plus and a minus, a pro and a con. Now, back to this airport barf diarrhea story. Uh, yeah. How recently was this? Uh, this is about a month ago. But oh, wow. Yeah. My sense of timeline... I, I, we were talking about this before we started the show here. I remember very clearly what happened. I think my memory is very, very good. Just like with the smells, I can remember certain smells and place them back to certain you know, experiences or people or you know, incidences like this. But I just don't remember exactly when mm-hmm. it happened. I know it did happen. I just don't know when. And uh, the, the vomit thing, the problem was I could not get rid of the smell. And I kept you know, washing my face and washing my face. And obviously, eventually, it went away. Um, but it was embarrassing. That's that's for sure. Not to anybody else, just to myself. Yeah. But I, now, how was the diarrhea smell coming from your ass? Because it was just really bad smelling, strong, powerful diarrhea. And there had been a little bit in my pants that I didn't, you know, some, this is getting, well, sometimes you gamble and lose. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know about this? Oh, yes, I do. I'm a gambler. I love gambles in, you know, just about every way. And I am willing at times, especially if you feel bloated and you say... <laughs> Look, I'm not proud. Of, thank goodness I'm already married because uh, I certainly am not going to be winning any uh, points with the ladies with this story. But if some, you are, those are not ladies you want to be around. Probably <laughs> that's is what, what I'm say. talking about. Yeah. Or maybe they are. I don't know. But my wife loves to hear about me shitting. Really? <laughs> she probably get a kick out of it. I guess. I mean, uh, she smelled it, so I guess you know what more is there to experience? I guess eating it. But, you know, you save that for the third, fourth decade in your marriage, I think, when you're still trying yeah, to. Yeah, when you're trying to spice things up yeah, at literally. all costs. Right. Yeah, right. spice up the flavor right. of. <laughs> so you gambled and you lost. You crapped out, literally. <laughs> I was touching cloth with what I thought was gas. You know, it was, but it was packed tight, you know, and, and I had a choice. I'm either going to yeah. shit or uh, get off the pot. And, uh, I didn't ever sit on the pot and just wet my pants instead. But <laughs> I pulled back right, right at the, you know, you have that, you can yeah, tell, right, like, oh, right. no, no, oh, no, 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 yeah. And you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. And I just did. So yeah. it was fun, though. You know, I enjoyed it in a way. I, it, it's good to see how low you can go with something as basic. Everyone's doing it. Well, yeah. One time, 
and uh, we're going to lose some people here. Oh, no. But you think we're ruining your show? No. <laughs> you think people are going to start turning off? Like, I, well, I here's, can't if they're to this. still listening right now, I think they'll stay with us. <laughs> right. If they made this it this is far. A, it's a demure, Holy coy story <laughs> okay. that involves me. I was so sick. That I had, I was doing that thing where like I had to run to the bathroom, right, you know, right. and I was trying to sleep and I, I was just, ugh, it was like awful flu. Can't leave the house. Oh, yeah, no, okay. I could, I could barely even leave the bathroom, but right. I was so tired and worn out that I wanted to leave the bathroom and I, I got into bed and I was like sort of falling asleep, falling asleep thinking there's, if I let my, it was like I was afraid <laughs> to fall asleep, you know, if, but if I let myself fall asleep, I was like, I'm sure that my body will wake me up. You'd well, hope so, right? what woke me up was, oh no! <laughs> so I did literally, I literally <gasps> shit the bed right. just a tiny bit. So then I grabbed my nightgown and I, like, you know, ran to the bathroom. And I remember holding my nightgown around my waist, going, no, 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 no. And then oh, I just remember but calling. Had it stopped? Do you see? Do you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You stop the flow. Yes, or but enough well, to, enough to get to the bathroom, okay. you know. But I mean, I I did not dilly dally. Using your nightgown as a diaper at that point. No, I was using it more like a security blanket. No, there was nothing. I don't think there was anything. I was holding it up because I didn't know what was happening. Let's just say that there was nothing. Yeah, save some amount of face. Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, it you was. Can have it was some a amount clean of run. There you go. But there was a lot of like a fear happening. The f- sensation was there. The f- yeah, <sighs> but it was mostly I can't believe. I can't believe I did that. Your I wasn't like you. you. I wasn't like you. What do you mean you weren't like me? Shitting in the airport hey, and yeah. smelling vomit. Okay, well. Sorry. No, no it's true. I, it did happen to me. I, don't, I, have, I have no response to that. <laughs> that happened. You're right. And yeah. you know what? You. I'm a lady. You made it. I had. You made it to the bathroom. And then what? Oh, ha- well, I made it to the bathroom after having not made it to the bathroom. The fr- I mean, like I did. I shit in the bed. Just you, a little bit. Just a, bit. Tiny <laughs> bit. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> a bit. Thank you, Gary. You know what? That makes it all okay. Uh, you know, a similar situation, and then maybe we should. Yeah, move on I mean, to something. I'm fine. I'll talk about this for yeah. you know, my whole life, and I normally do. I usually stop talking when we do things like an interview. I usually Otherwise, talk about farts more than actual shit. I must say, this is a nice departure. It's more there's there, there's more substance to this kind of yeah. thing than yeah, literally. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, it, there's been times when I've gambled, right? I'm yeah. Taking like, oh, let me grab me to a gamble. Let's see what happens. And you know, I'm like, oh, whoops, you know, I lost. <laughs> but then, so I go to the bathroom, and I can feel like. I'm like this is going to be a mess, and there's mm-hmm. that moment when you you're, you're, you're taking your pants the reveal. down, and you're like, "What's this going to look like?" And you see nothing. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, it was fine. Yeah. It was, there was nothing there." Mm. And then you end up going, uh, and then it's time to wipe, <laughs> and you realize that just because it didn't get on the fabric <laughs> on your underwear doesn't mean it didn't get all over your ass. And I'll tell you what, the the, the width, the the imprint, that's, that's like when a you're Rorschach suddenly aware test. of the distance between your butthole and your underwear. <laughs> Whereas before, you'd never given it a lot of thought. You think it's skin tight. You yeah. think, yeah, it's touching. You know, right. I'm wearing underwear. It's it, it, what else could get possibly There's closer? Like, like a lot of um, corridor or median, if you will, on Depending the road. Depending on your 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 individual body, everyone's bodies are different. But it it seems yeah. like there's a good at least half inch of uh, open space mm-hmm. where you can actually shit your pants and not. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. It's amazing. It's it's awesome. Now, <laughs> but what kind of underwear do you wear? Because I don't think everyone has that luxury. Boxer briefs or none. 
Um, I tried wearing uh, boxer proper ones, the what cotton tidy whities. No, well, I used to wear those. Oh, box. Oh, just boxers. Boxer briefs. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about. You tried wearing boxer briefs. Is that what you mean, or you tried wearing boxers? First, I wore briefs. Okay. Then I tried wearing boxers. Uh, the problem was they were made of silk, and that was just oh, uh, too exciting. Yeah. And then I wore the boxer briefs. That's the uh, yeah. Yes, they're like they're cloth. Okay. And they're not tidy whities Yeah, but it's still a stretchy material. Yes. Right, because that's what I need. I need to be contained and squished and sort of held down. Um, that's I, I'm amazed at so, anybody who can underwear wear. with 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 restraint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, supplemental restraint. I, 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 I'm, you know, boxers do seem comfortable. I have a lot of friends that that don't wear any underwear. They say that's the best. But again, I don't like that idea of um, when I'm having these accidents with diarrhea of it just going right under my pants. Because <laughs> I'm wearing really nice Levi's five hundred one white jeans. Oh yeah. Okay, here's one more story. This is Please. really quick. Make it long. I don't care. I'll make it as long as I can with, uh, without embarrassing myself any f- – well, no. I'll just embarrass myself. That ship sailed. We were playing the OzFest. Now, this is a very you know, great, legendary, uh, heavy metal, rock and roll festival tour. And um, the bands – there's a lot of bands playing every day. And you sort of switch the time you play. You play on different stages occasionally, I guess, to keep it interesting and, and <clears throat> give yourself a – different opportunity to play in front of different crowds. So you're never playing the same exact time uh, every day. It's changing. So anyway, it was our chance to play uh, this day. Um, oh, gosh, where was it? Uh, it might have been in California. Uh, and we were playing on the main stage uh, early in the day, of course, but the same stage that Ozzy was going to play, you know, four hours later. And they have a huge, huge, big LED uh, video screen. And that is exciting. Great three-camera shoot, you know, even though they're not recording it, just for that crowd that might be sitting out in picnic blankets way in the back. And um, I tend to, you know, move around as much as I can and headbang and and exert myself. And I exerted myself uh, with a big jump kick um, sort of at the crescendo grand finale of this one song. And right as I hit sort of the high point in the air, there was a... (laughs) You know, which has happened before, but this time it wasn't gas. <gasps> it was solid. Um, oh. And uh, I was like, wow. this!" And it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I could just tell. It was already, you know, almost trickling down the leg, that, that style. Um, <sighs> so I, I, I think what's going to happen, of course, I immediately realize I'm wearing my traditional white outfit. For those that can't see me, I, I always wear white jeans and a white T-shirt. So I'm thinking, is this going to show up? I turn, and when, you know, the, 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 the video screen's behind us. And the cameras are filming. So you're really looking, if you turn around and face the, the drums at the back of the stage as the singer, you're looking at your own back mm-hmm. on a big uh, stage uh, screen. Right. And there was a brown spot. How big? Mm, big. Like, did they notice? Yeah. <laughs> so. Then what happened? Uh, you know what? Because I, I don't like... recall this being in the press, like when Christina Aguilera pissed herself or her self tanner leaked down her leg. Do you feel like that is be? I, I just, mean, I'm starting to just... regret. I'm Relive. like regretting that we've talked about. It. I, I can't even believe. I just like I'm coming out of a coma or something right now. I just spent the last ten minutes with you talking about diarrhea. Last twenty three, actually. Oh boy, boy, people love this. It makes them feel better about their own. Like, there's probably someone who's like, I was making out with a girl and I burped. You know, people are embarrassed about burping while making out. This is going to make them feel better. All right. Well, that is, uh, you know, that's a nice way to look at it. There's always a silver lining to diarrhea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something good about it. And hey, I'd rather have that than be constipated. That's what I always tell other people. 
I go to the bathroom, you know, eight, nine, ten times a day. And I, and Wait they, a minute. Yeah, you, number two that many times yes, a day? Yes, yes. Wow. Yep, I get a lot of reading done. Um, you know, a lot of uh, work on phone calls and things. I always mute the phone when it's time to flush or if yeah. there's a loud, you know, <laughs> press mute on there. Um, no, but it's good. I, I it, The only thing about it, it's a bit boring. Um, you know, All that bathroom time? Yeah, a lot of these studies. You know, eating to me is, is very boring unless the food's, you know, extremely good. Bathing, obviously, is boring. Going to the bathroom is boring. It, it, it's what things- excites you? Partying. So all these things to me are sort of like keeping me from having even more fun. Well, wow, yeah. eight to ten times. A lot of questions well, no, here. Probably times I've What's going more, on with but... your diet? Is there a lot of fiber happening? A, that's one question. Okay. And then here we can we can load these questions up like you and your colon. <laughs> and then the other question is um, – Oh, I might have already lost. Oh, yeah. Now, for you, touring, being in public restrooms, how does that – is that a problem? No, I like them. I love them. And actually – Do you I, ever shy away from a toilet? No. Uh, really? Now we're getting more – this is – I haven't talked about this. You know, diarrhea stories are, are, you know, dime a dozen, but – Really? Have you been on all the podcasts talking about your diarrhea? No, no. I just think it's something that people can relate to, yeah. meaning that I've told a few close friends about uh, what I'm about to tell you, and they were genuinely disturbed by it. I like porta-potties. I really like them. Uh, and I think – What? What's yeah, to like? I get a, uh, a special gleam in my eye, as they might say. I just uh, – there's something about the smell and the – the heat, you know, on these summer festivals, that's all we have. Um, you know, there aren't normal bathrooms usually. And uh, I guess maybe because I don't normally at home have a porta potty, although I've considered maybe buying one just for fun to use because it, it, there's something. Because you, you really like it that much. I really like it. Like the way I like, you know. Sex? Well, it's a little different because it's a porta potty, but <laughs> similar. But do you get like a sexual rush from it or just a, it feels good to your soul? Everything. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're inseparable. Whatever feels good to your soul is obviously connected somehow to sex because you wouldn't be here without it. So, uh, do you get an erection from them? Well, that's the one problem is it's very hard to go to the bathroom if I get too excited about it. Mm. So I try to sort of, uh, you know, I'll just spend time in there. Um, and, 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 you know, take care of myself and have that, those, those nice moments and just enjoy the atmosphere, the heat, the sweat. It's, like a, it's sort of like a sauna but a bit saltier and, and the, the, you know, a different kind of smell. I think it's like a steam room. Oh, but I know I'm not the only one out there. There's got to be no, someone else No, I feel like Jim Norton probably, <laughs> probably likes that as well. He is a uh, – <laughs> yes, he's an advanced man. So, um, it, you know, it takes one to know one. I didn't realize you were that way. Well, this actually brings me... I'm very, very, very cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't joking. No, I know. I'm, you I, you, you know. are cool. And so is Jim Norton, so... Yeah. All right. I've got a lot of questions. <sighs> I'm going to just... I'm going to start with an easier one. The whole... The white getup. Yes. When, did, when and why did that start? That started uh, well, primarily because I was trying to come up with an outfit that mm-hmm. would be easy to wear. That I didn't have to worry about maintaining in terms of, you know, it's not like a sequin suit that needs right. to be dry clean, things right. like that. Uh, easily replaceable while traveling. I've never not been able to find a white T-shirt. The jeans have been a bit harder, but Levi's has been very kind. They've sent me over, at this point, I have 100 
literally a hundred pairs of them uh, in do a they, storage space. That's nice. They've been very kind. I used to Are buy them. Are they free? Do they send them to you for free? Now they have been sending them to me for free. Oh. Um, and then uh, the main thing, I guess, is I wanted uh, something consistent that would show up well on a black stage because in case you haven't noticed, even like right here, yeah. in show business, uh, because of the lighting, I guess, or just, you know, you want to put the focus, you know, you, when have you ever seen a concert where the whole stage was white? You know, it's usually... Never, ever. Okay, good. Because if there was, then I would have to wear black yeah, at that show. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I just figured this, if I'm going to be doing these dance moves and partying and, and, and you know, having diarrhea, why not show it? <laughs> and white is the best to show. Have you ever had a second thought, though, when you're like, I just spilled all over myself or I just crapped my pants or anything like that? Mm, no, not like not, Like, not I hardly ever wear white. I'm wearing white now. It looks good. Thank you. I hardly ever do it, though. Thank you. I, see, Gary's not... Usually, I just wear dark colors. I just... Uh, it's for your people preference. Who are, yeah, for people who are listening, uh, Andrew was gesturing towards the large, like industrial curtains that say Adam Kroll show in this room. Against them, you can't even see my hair. It was a face floating, <laughs> right. floating face. It's like a green screen in that way. Yeah, world. the Cheshire Cat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've recently added a white shirt to my wardrobe to pop. Mm-hmm. To well, pop off. But, yeah. Also, just because I was tired of always wearing dark colors, it's, it's a ongoing thing. I've also added some brightly colored shirts to my wardrobe, which I still feel weird about wearing, but sometimes I wear them. But anyway, That's a bit extreme. Yeah, I know. I have a yellow one. One it's, step at a time. I don't know. But I am liking the white, but I am always afraid I'm going to spill on it. You're liking the white butt. Mm-hmm. I like white butts too. <laughs> I actually like all colored uh, butts, um, asses. Do you ever look at a garbanzo bean and think it looks like a tiny butt? That's the chickpea? Yeah. It's a tiny butt. Like a peach. Yes. It's like a miniature peach. Yes. That's true. I never did think about that. Now you will. I like hummus. Just ground up tiny butts. And now when I eat hummus, I will think about, oh, all right, well, that'll be appetizing in a way. I can customize that in my brain in some yeah, fashion. Yeah, do something with that. So, yeah, are you ever worried about spilling on yourself? No. Uh, you know, again, I've set this all up in a way that's making it, uh, you know, completely easy to ignore hygiene, ignore stains. Right. I'm a professional partier. So those are all hard-won party scars in a way. You know, if your clothes are dirty, you must be doing something right when it comes to partying. Now, you know what? I'm remembering that you wrote a tweet that was one of my favorite tweets, and I favorited it long, 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 long time ago. That did not even sound like like English, a long, long, long time ago. The language is changing thanks to these computers, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was something about, like, party tip for today. Think of everyone as a, an over... It, but it wasn't a pejorative. Baby? Yes. Who just wants to this. be loved or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was it was to, good. Um, thank you for remembering it at all. Um, that is a good one. Uh, I was thinking about ways that I could not uh, have, like, frustration with people, Mm -hmm. especially if they're being difficult. And I don't mean more uh, personal interactions, more like traveling and someone is maybe being inconsiderate or rude or whatever or some uh, person checking at the airport is, you know, just being difficult. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? All they really are is just a giant old baby. And I don't mean like a baby because they're immature. I mean that somewhere deep down inside there, I, f- I think I was I finally understood what people talk about when they say the inner child. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Yeah, you're never. It's the same person. And the and the person who's being difficult or who's being an asshole, that they are a child who want. Did you say who want wants comfort. to be? Yeah, who wants, who wants to, be, to loved. be loved? Yeah, who wouldn't want to be? Right. I mean, I've met a couple and they. We're pretty intense people, but I think 93%. But it's a tan- – like an asshole is just an adult expression of a tantrum, I think. I, that's a very good way to look at it. And, and hopefully 
that should allow us to have more compassion and more understanding or at least more patience or at least try to imagine them being like a chubby baby because babies are very appealing to me. Do you like babies? Oh, yeah. Okay. I like babies. I have a few friends that don't. Um, it's very hard for me to relate to that. Not that. Do you think that's an overcompen? Like, what do you think that is? Because they're being all tough. Oh yeah. man, that's what I kind of thought at first. Maybe uh, they like dogs. They like mm-hmm. cats, animals, cute animals. I don't know. I have some friends, like my guitar player uh, Eric, who loves babies, and he's the only person. Like, if I'm walking on the street and we're hanging out, and a baby goes by in a stroller, I'll point it out and you know say something, because they're you know they're just appealing. It's not even that they're cute. They're funny. They're everything. It's just a, a nice, a good vibe. Makes yeah. me feel good, and he loves the babies too. And he has a son, and his son has just had a, a a son, so now he's a grandfather. Actually, his son plays in our band too. We have a father and son. Uh, That's gu- cool. That's crazy. Duo. How is, old are these people? Uh, the father is ninety nine, um, so he's <laughs> getting. Uh, I don't know, like in their thirties, forties, uh, tw- or twenties, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Um, they're definitely alive, so they can't be that old. Uh, and then uh, other friends of mine will see a baby, and they'll be like, "Oh, I, I don't know, I, what." I was like, you didn't see that that kid running down the street? Yeah. It was hilarious. Like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't like babies. I don't like kids. I don't get that. It is. A, I and, feel and, like maybe they weren't loved when they were babies. I hope it's not that dark. And, and, and for anyone out there that's listening, and, 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 and please don't take offense. I'm not criticizing your dislike. Hatred of babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remarking and uh, am intrigued by it. Yeah. Well, see, I've said before, though, that I think ducklings and puppies are cuter than babies sometimes. But it's that, but that's because ducklings <laughs> are f- super fucking cute. Babies are too. But I mean, but like, what's the cutest thing you think of all? If you had to have one, like they were gonna say, we're gonna cancel everything that's cute except this one thing. Which one would you pick? A duckling, really? I think I'd pick a puppy. A puppy. Yeah. What type? A lab Labrador. <sighs> I don't – I could I, – I can't – I don't think I can choose one type. I think – And you don't have to. Thank you. This is called the joy of being alive and getting to like stuff. We don't have to pick favorites yeah. and I'm glad that you said that because that's what I always feel. People say, what's your favorite album? What's your favorite song? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite place? What's your favorite city? I happen to have a lot of favorites. Yeah. And it's fine. It's very stressful. I have to just pick one. It really is. Gee, it really is. is. Yeah. You know, see, I'm not the – I've known a lot of people who enjoy making year-end lists. Sure. And it's I worked at a number of magazines of where course. I would have to do it, but I never really liked doing it. It was always stressful it because is. it's it too many little decisions and well, like – I don't know. I'm not into that. Ordering yeah. is soothing in a way because you're, you're, you're organ- – there's too much, mm-hmm. right? The world does have too much, not just stuff like movies and albums, but – But just every, things to attract Too much attention. stimulation, yeah. right? It's too much input. So there is a, a soothing quality in a way – to trying to organize that. We have to do it even with our own brains just to you know exist to some degree, move through this reality. But when it comes to stuff we like, like fun stuff that's designed for our joy, like entertainment, why would you ever need to do that? Yeah. So I never take them seriously. I think it's nice to be voted number one uh, you know, by anybody on any list, but it, it's probably one of the most absurd things in the world. Now, Andrew WK, yeah. y- your, um, your whole thing, this this question is going to sound insulting, but I don't mean it to be insulting. I'm just I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it before it comes out of my mouth, and I'm realizing so it's. <laughs> you Please know take this. To... Yeah, what I'm about to say is not going to feel good. But uh, all right. With that being said, your 
the whole Andrew W.K., the public figure, was any part of that ever a parody? And I'll tell you why I'm asking. Uh, I did a story about Electric Clash when that was like the Larry big thing. Larry T. Yes. I have a good friend of mine. I uh, interviewed W.T. What were those girls? Whatever it takes. Wit. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I interviewed them and they were talking about sort of thinking of music as art and how they arrived at doing their thing, which was um, trying to figure out how to best describe what their thing was. Yeah, it was someone's not, I mean, it's, it's techno to yeah. a degree, right? Dance music, electronic, right. coming out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had a moment back in like the early 2000s. Yeah, and it was, was like there? the Fisher hot- Spooner. Yes. Um, L- Ladytron? L- were they Electric Clash? Uh, maybe. I don't – I mean, is, was Peaches part of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great scene in terms of it's produced a lot of really good right. you know, and lasting uh, talent. But it was it was these very sort of extreme, almost cartoonish, would you say, versions? Like WIT was whatever it takes and it was the idea of women who would do whatever it takes to get ahead in a sort of a tongue-in-cheek way. Right. Uh, you know, I I've heard, I I never got to see them play, but oh. they were very nice to me. One of the women seemed like she was willing to do whatever it took to be with me, and I think that uh, frightened me. Okay. Well, one of them was bisexual. Oh, that's I probably think. what it was. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But they it was now. this sort of I think if I remember correctly, exagger- exaggerated version of femininity. Uh-huh. They were kind of it, – like it almost seemed like it had come out of an art school. You could see how, how someone could write a paper about it. It okay. was this kind of playing with gender roles, gender sure, stereotypes, yeah. et cetera. Creative stuff. Yes. And they were talking about how they had seen what you had done and that had inspired them. Like, OK, well, Andrew W.K. is this like – Uber masculine party god figure. Yes. Okay. Now you see, she did have a crush on me. Yeah. This is amazing. And I they never heard wanted this. to do the. <laughs> f- they wanted to think what's the female version of that. Well, that's so a, you know, that, I'm flattered. That's all I want to say by that. But that was a surprise to me. I first of all, at the time, I didn't even realize that you came out of New York. For some reason, I associated you with Florida. Were you ever in Florida? Well, our band is based there. Okay, and I had moved there once we formed the band. Uh, you know, this would be two thousand to start practicing. You know, and, and okay. doing everything we did. But uh, I grew up in Michigan, moved to New York at eighteen, um, and then by twenty, uh, started you know doing the Andrew WK and the band. Uh, obviously, being in Florida had that uh, effect of making people think we are based there. But right, we're based I just in figured America. you're like this party guy, yes. long haired rock guy, but that what? That's correct. That you are that. Yes, You'll yes. shit your pants. I will shit my pants I mean, on, on, a, on a moment's notice. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, what, was it ever like a sort of a, I want, was it ever a deliberate attempt to be the ultimate something or other, or is this just who you are? Uh... Uh, I guess I mean I wanted to be having fun and wanted to cheer myself up. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. So I thought about like what would a person who would cheer me up? What would he say? What would he think? What would he do right now? How would he treat someone else? How would he treat me? Um, I guess, but I I don't know. I mean, I just want to party. That, though that's really interesting, though, that you were thinking, like, what would a person who would – so, like, what, like, who would you want to meet? Is that kind of what you were thinking? Who would, no. What, what energy would you want to be around? No, just, like, what would the – I want to be the most amazing person in the whole world. But who wouldn't want to do that, you know? So 
Uh, I love mediocrity. <laughs> well, you're just failing in that regard because you are fantastic. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank well, you. Hey, I'm a guy who wants to party, who uh, you know became very determined to focus on good feelings and, and just tried to do whatever it took to get to that place. And interpreting it like this is interesting. I, have, I, you know, I don't often think about uh, that. So it's always exciting and thought-provoking to see how other people would you know think about this or whatever. So I appreciate uh, and I, I do consider it flattering. Oh, good. So thank you. I it's was, not insulting at all. Oh, good. I was worried that it would just be annoying because like you're just doing what you do, man. The fact that you think <laughs> at all about anything that I do is uh, you know a real sincere compliment. So thank okay. you, Allison. So what you said that you uh, wanted to cheer yourself up. Yes. What were you upset about? Uh, I guess being alive, you know, just basic, uh, had no reason to be uh, upset, you know. What I got. Sometimes that is the most upset. That's the thing. And then you get upset about being yes, upset. Because I should, why should I be upset? Because there's, I don't blah, 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 blah. Yeah. deserve to be upset. Yeah. A lot of anger, a lot of rage, um, just severe depression, but very active depression that would, you know, make me lash out uh, at the world. And I said, there's got to be a better way to feel than this. And How I, old were you? Um, about two, I think two and a half when it first started. Uh, in terms of what I can remember, mm-hmm. by four, but you can remember seriously. You can remember being upset little, yeah, oh, at yeah. that age. Yes, and wow. just but it was also based on fear. You know, just being very threatened by the world. Um, and it's, I've talked to, of course, you know, many friends about this, and some of them have sort of memories like that, and others are like, no, man, I I don't remember anything. Um, I get you know, it's just about how sensitive or tender someone yeah. happens to be. So you figure out ways to toughen up or to to, to, to cheer yourself up. And I noticed that music. Uh, dancing, prancing, um, talking like we're doing now, uh, having some you know laughters, uh, just fun. It made me feel better, and so I said, "Well, maybe that's a sign I should spend more time doing these things." And it became clearer and clearer that staying close to that joy, whatever it is that 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 got it to me, was not only good but might even be uh, crucial. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I might not make it if I didn't do that, and then uh, to think that I could maybe offer someone else a version of that for themselves and put them in touch with that feeling of joy became my, you know, my mission, my destiny. Uh, what happens to you if you're alone for a few days? A lot of masturbation. <laughs> um, I get, yeah, I, I eat a bit here and there. I, I can't think of anything else. But I mean, do you stay in touch with like it, how much of what we're talking about um, that energy that you want to stay around the joy how much does that have to do with other people is kind of what i'm asking oh uh i mean geez the, the best thing is, are you okay on your own oh yeah 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 I, you know uh i like being alone i think it's important for everybody to have alone time i think that's really good but i also really like being around other people and if they can make my goal basically is to be either uh head banging so hard that i i'm dizzy or laughing so hard that i'm crying uh, and if both of those can reach such an apex that i then puke or you know, have diarrhea, that to me is like, how could life ever be any better? Laughing till you puke or headbanging till you shit your pants. This is my life. See, I wish, see, now you're just the guy that I want to be around because I think I would just be like, oh, no, I just shit my pants and I just puked. (laughs) It's hard for me to keep in mind. Actually, I was just talking about this with someone recently. It's hard for me to keep in mind that life is pretty brief. Even if you live a long time, it goes quick. And what's the big fucking deal? And just in, try to enjoy every moment of it because it's not going to last that long. I agree. 
but it's hard. But and then what I was saying was it's to, to um, it, it was my boyfriend actually when we were talking about this. I was saying that it's just it's hard. I I have moments of realizing that, but it's hard for me to keep that in my head. It's okay, and that's what I think you know you're doing right now by having this show, and that what we're talking about. As long as we believe that. Even if we don't always feel it, because that's the thing when you start to be hard on yourself. Yeah. You're like, I should be having more fun. Life's awesome. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way. As long as you still believe it and you keep working towards it, you never give up. You never throw in the towel completely. It's fantastic to fathom you know, all emotions. They're all there. Being alive is a positive experience by the very fact that you're here. Mm-hmm. If you weren't here, that would be you know, a negative, a void. But you are here, so it's inherently positive. So with all of it, and I think what you said, it's like it's absurd. The whole experience is this crazy, weird thing. No one has any idea what's going on. So why not have some laughs? Don't lighten up. Tighten up. Wait, what does that mean? That's a Richard Pryor quote oh. from uh, the Live on the Sunset Strip. Do you know that uh, recording? Sort uh, of. Well, he's, you know, the best uh, – as good uh, an entertainer and certainly a, a comedian as anyone has ever offered uh, the, or the gods have offered us. And um, <laughs> he has a character named Mudbone, um, which is sort of a storytelling character based on, a, I think, a combination probably of a lot of real people that he encountered as a child. Um, you know, he was around a lot of intense situations and unusual atmospheres and definitely vibrant characters. And uh, he was sort of having this Mudbone character talk about Richard Pryor, and the boy was a nice boy. Problem was, he got some money, and he went all the way crazy. So I said, well, you know, have some fun. Life is short, but don't lighten up, tighten up. <laughs> it's, you know, one of the greatest, uh, not only comedy albums or even recordings, it, or it's one of the greatest things any human has ever done. Uh, there, How could you pick something, you know, number one and have Richard Pryor not be number one. So that's, uh, you know, again, one of the best things that anyone has ever done. And if you haven't heard Live on the Sunset Strip, uh, I I would uh, highly recommend it. I'm noticing your tattoos. Oh, yes. They are blue lines. Well, they're meant to be black. You know what happens with tattoos. I wanted them to stay black, but they... They're black lines that are bluish now. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know old sailor tattoos. And yeah. The old men, they right. always goes blue. I don't know why that is. So what What are they, though? Oh, they're just lines. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, – well, this one I did myself first um, with a sewing machine needle and, you know, India ink. That's like the easy way to do a tattoo. It's like a homemade prison tattoo. Yes, that is – it's very straight. But not as good as they would be able to do probably mm-hmm. in prison. And then I did a few other ones um, and sort of got distracted and just left them. And then I got some professional ones so you can see how much better quality that is. Yes, it is. And then this one got a staph infection. Ooh. Uh, Kesha did that one. The, the Kesha, Kesha did the one that did, got the staph infection. Yes. And then uh, – it wasn't her fault though. And then uh, I did a few others over here. But they don't mean anything. You know, They have no – other than nothing, and then that's, of course, the paradox. Because mm-hmm. so. you must be answering that question all the time, though. What do those mean? Well, uh, people say – yeah, I, well, most people think they're like markers, like Sharpie, oh. like, uh, like yeah. accidentally drew on myself. But uh, they are real tattoos. I like them too because it kind of is like having a tattoo without having a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wed to any image or anything. Grandmothers n- never make comments. I don't think they even see them. But if I had a big, you know, like I wanted originally to get a big, you know, I don't know, like a skeleton or a Tweety Bird or Taz or something cool. But just went with the lines thinking there was something about it that was more, um, I don't know, felt more like true to myself. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's an expression of, of, of 
wanting to have no expression. Um, so what were you like when you were younger? I feel like we, had, we got a glimpse of you well, two and a half and four. Yeah, I wasn't as old as I am now. Right, uh, right. Uh, what else? You look awfully young, though. And you are young, but you look even younger than you are, I think. Well, I'm 33. I think I look about 32 and a half. Yeah. But I, I did just right. turn 33, so. Oh, happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. That was one of the things that from uh, our fan off, your fans oh, knew yeah. your birthday more than mine knew mine. That's right. My yeah. birthday's often uh, mistaken as uh, May 5th, but uh, it's, in fact, May 10th. So. Oh, yeah. I'm May 11th. Okay. We talked mm-hmm. about this. Yes, yes, we did. All right. And you have – we have a – we share a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to him. We shared a fan. <laughs> I haven't heard from <laughs> him lately. fan that we happened to share. Gee yeah. Well, and he was so excited when he found out you were going to be on my show. And he was like, here's the thing that you have to do. Uh-huh. Andrew W.K. loves sweets, particularly <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter. Yes. Is I that, remember this. And I remember I went out. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, I remember I had a lot of, I had a moment with myself. I'm like, how far am I going to go based on what this guy says? And I don't even know if it's true. I'm going to go as far as Trader Joe's. And then I bought some like chocolate and peanut butter things, but then you didn't want any, which is totally okay. (laughs) But is that something you're into? I, uh, like many people, I do enjoy the uh, flavor and texture combination of smooth, salty peanut butter and rich, sweet milk chocolate. And also, your voice is so deep and like radio perfect. And I don't remember this from last time, although I'm sure you had a great voice then. But has your voice become even silkier now that you're well, half a year older? Yeah, uh, there's puberty. Yeah, <laughs> I had a, you know, again, I'm not proud of this, a bit of a late start, uh, but my whatever they vocal cords dropped or your testicle, what, mm-hmm. something happened. Your vocal cords descended? Yeah, and I have now have a very low voice. It's a baritone. Imagine a world where someone has a voice like this. Hello, how are you? Because this is the way I was talking probably when we were on the, 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 at your house. Mm, yeah. Yes, and since then it went back down and dropped into this voice. I, you know, I just talk different ways, to, you know. Depending. Yeah, I just make up different voices and stuff. And did we meet on Red Eye? Do you remember? Yes, of course. We did we did the show together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. that, that's how you then invited me to. Yes, to, that to, would make sense. Well, I know that you do it a lot, and I know that I do it a lot, and I know that I had your email address and you came on my show, but I just couldn't put no, the pieces that was together our, exactly. Our first meeting, and people were very excited even going into that when you know they announced who was going to be on the next show, mm. and I think people had picked up uh, almost before we did that we were destined to be together. That's so nice on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not physically. Right. Right. Both, no. Yeah. Yeah. Committed to. Other people. And this is what they call sexual tension. I've always wondered about this, if it actually can happen. On... I feel like this is just tension. Oh. Right, no, well. no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's very sexual. It's it. very sexual. Like you in a porta potty. <laughs> do you still do red eye? Yeah, I was just on there. Oh. Two days ago. Or uh, no, I guess it was the Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I, it was the Thursday. So a week ago tomorrow. A week in the past, once tomorrow right. comes. And when people hear this, though, <laughs> this, oh. that, it'll be a little bit later than I that. I did it recently. Let's okay. put it that way. Yeah, yeah. it's always a blast. Um, I like it. I like it. I, my big reason for wanting to go in a, you know, to, on Red Eye and, and Fox News uh, was to see what the heck was going on in that building. Yes. I wanted to get an inside scoop uh, at News Corp. And then one of the first times I went, 
uh, there was a guy in the lobby um, signing up at the security desk trying to get through. They wouldn't let him through. He said something about this guy looks really familiar. It, just a fa- I know I had seen him on TV. I, I didn't think he was a reporter. First, I thought it might have been Dick Cheney. I'm like, there's no way because it had been Secret <laughs> Service. It was Carl Rove. Wow. And just to be and that close. And they wouldn't close, let him throw- through? I could have touched his earlobe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think I didn't think about it. Right. But it looked a bit greasy or whatever. He probably wouldn't yeah. have appreciated that. No. Yes, it's weird. It's weird. Having been in and out of Fox News quite a bit myself, it's weird the uh, conservative luminaries you'll just bump into down there. Yeah, they're just chilling. Right. You know, they're just hanging out. He was very nice. That's probably the most striking part. Of, That's how they do it. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. No, I met. I remember meeting Ann Coulter yes, uh, in the she's green room. From, uh, she's Michigan, you know, University of Michigan. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not like a huge Ann Coulter fan, uh, that's sort of an understatement. Um, but she's so fucking nice and personable in person that I was like, I, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong about her. But you thought that that was some, she was doing it to like mess with you? No, not at all. I think she's genuinely nice. Yeah, I think she's genuinely nice. I don't like her politics, but I think well, I you think know that's when just she's a show. I think you know a lot yeah. of these people are like Bill O'Reilly, for example, one of the best TV entertainers that there's ever been, and you can tell because he has people on specifically that don't agree with him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it makes a great show, right? And uh, you know, and he's also quite tall, so. Um, He's been lurking around the back, and I always want to ask for their autograph, but I feel like they're not going to like me, or they're going to think I'm trying to mess with them. So I just soak it in and let it affect my soul like as much as possible, just the whole atmosphere. Did you know? I remember being in the red eye green room, yes. our room, having my makeup done, and there was a woman who was, uh, she was heating up a washcloth in the microwave because Bill was about to walk in, and he likes to have a warm <laughs> towel, a warm, wet towel when he comes in. Bill is the best. Bill is so funny. I can think about, well, mostly just think of his face, and I just crack up. Oh, can you get a little closer to the microphone? Oh, yeah, yeah we want to hear all the gravel and okay. wisdom. It seems too loud sometimes. Maybe my headphones oh, are too yeah. loud here. Oh, yeah, turn those down. Turn that down. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's better. Is that too loud now? No, it's perfect. Okay. For us, it's perfect. Good, good, good. So wait, where are you on the map politically? Oh, you know, I'm a human boy. I don't like things that are binary. So uh, left, right, black, white, good, bad, happy, sad, fat, thin. Uh, That's when things get really boring. So uh, I float, fly, flutter, flip, flop, and uh, party. So are you like (laughs) pear-shaped? Hopefully, uh, but only in the mental capacity. I think my brain went pear-shaped probably when I moved to New York City. But that was a choice I made, and... uh, a trade that was worth making because, uh, as you can see, I've been partying since then. So, obviously, it was the right decision to sign up for that. How many nights a week do you party? Uh, nine. <laughs> no, really, though. I had to outdo the Beatles with that. So, you yeah. know. All right. All right, Andy WK, you've been dodging a lot of questions. No, I'm, I'm trying not. to figure out which one. Okay, here's the one I really want to know, though. Um, when you were, I, I really am curious if, if you will answer. When you were younger, what were you like? pretzel um i know you were younger when you were younger but i mean did you know you wanted to do music uh well i liked music a lot and uh music sorry it's okay now i have a dry mouth of course that's the one thing about pretzels i can't i know what is that about that there's no oil in them or something yeah um it's okay i learned uh piano at a young enough age uh you know four five years old so that it was almost like reading or riding a bike Mm -hmm. or uh learning to you know, pleasure yourself, things like that, things that you will do for the rest of your life, whether or not they're a business <laughs> or you make money or something. Um, so I was interested in, you know, all kinds of stuff like anybody. Uh, 
wanted to be a fireman at one point, got very serious about uh, being maybe in, going into space travel. Um, and then probably by high school, uh, was thinking maybe painting would be uh, more fun because I always liked that. And I always played music and played in bands and, and recorded music. But the idea that it would become somehow the centerpiece of my existence uh, never really occurred to me. And st I still don't think of it that way. I think it's a, a great tool. I think it's a means to an end, uh, to a feeling. And that's my whole goal. I want to get to that feeling of complete physical euphoria. And music, it just so happens, uh, is one of the most powerful and effective ways to get there. And you are a motivational speaker? I speak and hope to motivate people, yeah. Where do you like speak? now. I feel motivated. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, well, uh, the, the next one, actually, uh, depending on when people hear this, uh, the most recent one will have been um, uh, I'll be doing a lecture at uh, a My Little Pony convention. Tr really? Yes. It's in Ohio. For bronies? <clears throat> uh, well, bronies will be in attendance. Um, there will also be female uh, fans, I would imagine. What are they called, I wonder? Female bronies? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there'll be families. It's a family-friendly uh, event, and I will, uh, I'll be speaking about partying, of course. Uh, At a My Little Pony convention. Yes. Wow. Well, I'll also, for Friendship is Magic, which is the most recent um, incarnation of the, 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 the My Little Pony franchise. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's been cartoons on, of course. Friendship since... is Magic. I feel like I need to get in on that. Oh, I'm a best friend. That I think you would love the whole thing. Uh, and there's one pony in particular called Pinkie Pie that is the most party of all the ponies, in my opinion, and a lot of people agree. And so sure, people were telling right. me about that pony for a long time. And other places I've spoken at, uh, Yale, uh, twice, um, Harvard, uh, Carnegie Mellon, uh, New York University. Um, I can't believe that. <laughs> it's That's crazy. so cool. It is, because I'm talking about partying, and there's 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 perfect, like real people yeah. there, you know. Uh, but, I mean, how do you define partying? Uh, having fun. Okay. Yeah, doing what you enjoy doing and being aware that you're doing it. Basically celebrating like what being, makes... So being in the moment and experiencing joy. Yeah, but, you know, uh, you know, just, yeah, being thankful and then having expressing that mm -hmm. in an active way. Yeah, it's very simple. That's the problem. It's so simple it seems like it's got to have more to do, but there's really not much to do except to have fun. Are there philosophers or artists or, uh, you know, other people that are your heroes or that you are sort of you feel like are also um, doing this party thing oh well i'd like everyone on the face of the earth to be doing it there's certainly i feel like now from when i first started excuse me pardon me are you okay did a pretzel uh repeat on you repeat <laughs> it cracks you... me up when people say that is that another way it's... of saying because it's rude to say belch or something i don't know i just i feel repeat? like i feel like I've heard old people say that. Gary, you've you never heard that? Gary's just a no, young thing. No, definitely not. Um, Repeat. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that braid is repeating on me. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a colloquialism for when you eat something and then you burp it up. Okay. Well, that is, a, uh, I guess, a polite way. It's just so cryptic and, 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 and bizarre that it's almost more confusing and, and, and almost more repulsive than just – it sort of has a more grotesque it really, oh, ring to it. Speaking of things that are um, grotesque. Brown nosing is actually more descriptive and disgusting than ass kissing, don't you think? Right. Yeah. And yet because brown there's nosing, shit on your yes, face. And yet brown nosing <laughs> is the. Uh, it is an awful. The image. like family friendly. You can say that on any You're channel right. where you can't say ass kissing. They won't bleep brown nosing, but they should. 
and of all places for there to be fecal matter yeah. on your nose is right. the worst. It's going to stink like shit. Yes. It's so weird that that Literally. is okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand either. Um, but as far as an activity, for those out there that do it, um, you have earned my respect because it must smell just awful, right? Yeah. Uh, with the porta potties, we always have, you know, there's the, the, the blue water solution and right. you know, air fresheners and, and things like that. Are those enemies of your party? No, no, I like all that stuff. Okay. That all kind of, you know, makes it that unique blend of uh, conflicting odors and, and stuff. Um, but there are people out there, and I've met them and talked to them, um, who do eat shit. And I, I do want to try it someday. Uh, I just figured, like, you know, why not? have that under your belt along with everything else not the shit under your belt but that right. experience under your belt well, like i want to try heroin one day okay but i don't think i'm gonna do it oh realistically ever but, no, but maybe right before if you're you know, like god forbid i hope 80 you or don't 90 yes that's that's kind of, of what i've always decided like if it's if 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 it's not gonna go well for me if it's the end of my life if i'm not really risking anything other than you know, a good time, then <laughs> yeah, right. maybe then I'll do it. I would I, actually. I, I have a feeling that's when they kind of give it to you. Not not street heroin. No, you're but right. The, the, some the good opioid, shit. right? Yeah. Right. Some pharmaceutical. The, you know, that's a good attitude either way. I'm not telling anyone to do or not do anything, but it's a nice way to uh, approach the world that we might as well have as much uh, experience while we're here. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna eat shit one day. Yes, I would like to try that. Like because, but but you're not gonna do it anytime soon. Is that what you're saying? I mean, not like in the next two days or anything. Three, four, five. Some. I, I, Have I you wanna... looked into it? What do people say it's like? Uh, I believe that, coprophagia is the term for it. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, there's people that do it uh, out of for pleasure. Coprophilia, I guess. Would be yeah. That. Um, which I think is a sp- specific um, fetish. But I think there's other people that have done it uh, more for the. Again, like to to see how far they can push the, themselves. The, the reports that I've read, you know, including for some people that I really, really respect, they said it was so beyond, much worse than they ever even imagined it would be. Yeah, I can that, see um, that. That it was like burning. That's what I thought was so striking. It wasn't the flavor that was so bad. It wasn't the texture. I mean, all those things are bad. But the, the way they, they – the feeling of it, uh, the way it reacted on their mouth, I think your body is sending every signal – your brain is telling you in every way it can, don't do this. Don't stop eating this. Um, yeah. So that's got to be like a lot of fun to try at least once. I feel like my brain is sending a lot of signals right now and as are it's happening for the listeners too. So for the people that are still here, thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> for making it this far. For real, seriously. Now, all right, would you cannibalize or I mean would you eat, eat human? Well, that th- 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 this is a very good comparison. That Thank you. Can, you. It's yeah, not involves, my first time. <laughs> it is actually. That involves hurting someone, you know. Uh, the good thing about the shit is already going to get thrown away anyway. You're right. So you might as well. It's like using every part of the animal. You should use every part of your own, you know. But I, I think there's – I guess, yeah. I when was, I think about it, like is there any situation where it didn't involve hurting someone? I guess if they died naturally except that you wouldn't want to eat – the flesh of someone who died naturally because they were sick. Well, I've eaten, of course, like many people, my own mucus, my own saliva, my own urine, hangnails, no, scabs, things I've like not, that. You've had your own urine? Again, I'm working my way up to what I think is the most intense one, which is the shit. So the urine one seemed like that wasn't so bad. It, and actually, if you drink a lot of water, it tasted good. It was sweet. 
You wouldn't really. Be, I, swear I, I would. That's. I would imagine it would be like acidic and disgusting. It was. Well, I think if I hadn't drunk a lot of water. Oh. Uh, but uh, you know, and people do this professionally. That's how I was inspired by these amazing performers in you know the adult business, and it's usually clear when they do it. You know, if you eat like. 10 yeah. multivitamins and don't drink any water. It's going to be really brown or whatever. Uh, but it was it was sweet. It really, really tasted good. Um, and, you know, again, th- th- this is working your way up, you know, to that ultimate, that ultimate eating. Well, how does your wife feel about all this? She just thinks I'm, you know, it's like, well, whatever she's talking about now, you know. It, is she um, into uh, all this, this uh, no, crazy no, she, experience? She's no, a little more no. normal. Well, not to say you're not normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, everyone has their own things they're interested in doing. And I'm, you know, on my own journey like anyone else. And, you know, we don't really talk about stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we do, but she's just, you know, it's like, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, you, like how long have you been with your boyfriend? Uh, like a year and a half. Oh, okay. Well, I've, yeah. So we've been together a little longer, uh, but. You've been together quite a bit longer, right? How long have you guys been together? Um, I think uh, since 2004 or five. So, yeah, yeah you know, seven years almost. Uh, wait, five, six, seven, seven years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's actually we did talk about this kind of stuff and she, she didn't bat an eye. She's unflappable with it. Um, and I did date other uh, girls that really – it really upset them to talk about the, that kind of stuff. So I knew I had a winner when I could uh, express to her you know, in, in real earnestness my, my lifelong dream to someday eat uh, shit. Mm-hmm. You as a keeper. So, that's when you should come. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's obviously what she thought about me when I told her that. She's like, right. this is the guy. Yeah. No, she's got a good you – know, very, very good attitude. And she's a musician, right? Sherry Lilly. Yeah, that's how we met. Uh, through our heavy metal singing teacher, I had been looking for a, uh, a hype woman to join my rock band. But um, with, and this is with all due respect to all women, it was very hard to find a, a girl that would you know, headbang and throw down and go f- fucking hardcore on stage. Um, as it what should do you be. attribute that to? She was born to do it. She's an athlete. You know, She's very strong. She's very – it, it, but more than anything else, with, in terms of physicality or, or, or you know, uh, her natural gifts w- with her body, it's her attitude. She just, she just is completely – talk about a born partier. She's in the moment and excited to not be dead. And that's uh, the most important thing it, uh, when it comes to partying. That's so great. There are some people who make you wish you were dead. <laughs> well, that is a, a good one to not marry I yeah, think, or, yeah. or have a, a, a hype woman in your band. But she uh, she makes her own dance music as well. SherryLily.com. C-H-E-R-I-E. Wait, wait C- yeah. uh, L-I-L-Y. Um, I think it is time to do some Just Me or Everyone. And I think it will be interesting to do this segment with you, Andrew, because you're weird. Sometimes I ponder on. So these are things that – and I was actually doing this segment on the show that you were on. I don't know if we actually did – ever did them, but this segment has been around since then. Um, okay. People send me things that they do or think where they wonder, is it just me or everyone? And then we say whether we also do them. And when I called you weird earlier, I meant that in a um, loving way. Thank you. OK. I mean uninhibited. OK. Um, Jay Chilkotva says – that's not probably how she <laughs> pronounces her name. Um, uh, 
she feels pressured and she gives in to buying expensive hair stuff at the salon, even though it doesn't work because she can't insult the stylist. <laughs> I have definitely done that. However, it was less that I felt pressured than that when I'm in their expensive salon, it's like I'm in the tent and I am drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm thinking maybe – you know what? Maybe what I need is this $45 styling gel. Maybe this is standing between me and great hair. You're under their spell. Yeah, exactly. You're under their spell. Spellbound. So every now and then I do. I do do that. What about you? What's your regimen? <laughs> I haven't gone to a, a salon for a haircut or like I haven't even washed my own hair at home in at least like three months. So that I can't relate to quite as much. But what I can relate to is uh, being pressured in certain kinds of uh, professional situations where there's an expert who is going to tell you uh, how to do whatever they're doing and uh, do better. So I think about it. I'm so susceptible to that. Yeah, like at the shoe store. They'll say, now, if you get these insoles, um, they're going to make that shoe. You know, and, and while you're at it, there's a pair of socks. And the guy's just spent 10 minutes and here's putting my shoe on. And clean that. Yeah. Special if yeah. you want to keep Odor. it. Yeah. No, I, I meant like a, like a suede cleaner or oh, something. Oh, right. Like a Scotch guard or something. Yeah. You know, uh, and it, it's mon- I probably wouldn't buy this stuff, but because he's just literally spent the last 15 minutes, you know, putting a shoe on my foot and going back and forth to get the right size and lacing up my own shoe, <clears throat> it's all very embarrassing and humiliating. So the least I can do is spend an additional $80 on socks, insoles, spray, and deodorizer. Well, that's very nice. No, thank you. But then do you regret it? Of course, yeah. I am taking a photo of you. (laughs) No, there's no regrets when you're partying. You just throw all the stuff out as soon as you get out of the store. Okay. Diabolic Dave says, is it just me or everyone that says shut up to a song on the car radio before changing the station? (laughs) I'm trying to think if I do that. Out loud? It sounds like he does it out loud. Address the song. Yeah. Uh Huh. I I don't think I actually say it, but sometimes I'll think, oh, hell no, and then I'll turn it. You know, if it's a song that, like, I really don't want in my head. Mental, mentally you say it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I actually say it out loud. Do you, I don't, I don't talk to myself out loud. I have constant conversations in my head with myself, um, but. I have something close to this. Okay. And it actually happened on the way here. Oh, good. Um, I'm driving, I'm using the GPS as much as I've spent a lot of time in, you know, Los Angeles, I still really like to have those directions. And I missed one turn because it wasn't clear which street they were indicating. Anyone that's used a GPS has had this happen, especially if there's a lot of forks in the road. And uh, I, I, I missed the turn and I figured, oh, I'll just have me circle back. It'll be a two-minute thing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the estimated time of arrival jumped 15 minutes. I hate when that happens. I, I, I almost began – it was the most extreme version of this experience because I've had this happen before. But it sent me all the way back on the highway and then onto another highway. And I said out loud to the GPS, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and there wasn't anyone else in the car. And I yes. felt really satisfied uh, when I said it. it. made me feel better. I think there's something going on with GPS and getting to this studio because you're not the first person. It's because they keep moving the exit off the freeway or something. I don't know what's there's going on. There's a weird road where, yeah. where it, says, it's conf- it, it, it says to go right, but you have to go left actually or something. Well, there's a sign that says the name of the road and then it says turn on this road. And it, it's looking like they mean this one. I said it can't be this one because it's not the same name. We won't, again, we're not going to tell people exactly right. where we are. So. No. The intersection of Adam and Corolla. <laughs> yes. That's close enough. Okay. What else we got? Um, let's see. 
Eric Paulini says, panic at the ticket window at the movie theater and forget what movie you planned on seeing. Yes, I always do that. You, and everyone's shaking their head. <laughs> I have that. I mean, panic is a little strong, but distress. No, I, I, I am always know. like, ugh. And then I have to look up. Sort of like ordering at a menu. I have to double check what it says on the menu. Okay. I well, I could relate to that. But there's so many people around. You're, you, you don't want to miss the beginning of the, the movie. This is what they're describing. No, it's not really that. It's more, oh, my gosh, this per- I'm having an interaction with a human being. Ugh. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> it's, just, it's just suddenly forgetting what – it's not panic. It's just when you go up – like you're waiting in line and you're not thinking about it and then you go up to – to buy the ticket. It's like pure confusion. The name. Just pure yeah. state of your brain stops. It's a brain fart. The, the closest your I can. Your brain repeats on you. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think about would, you know, uh, maybe be like you've been waiting in line, waiting in line to go to the bathroom, and then you forgot, once you're in there, you forgot, like, do I have to shit? Do I have to piss? Do I have to puke? Did I just come here to wash my hands? So then you do all of the, th- the above and go back out, you know? But Does that happen to you often? Because. Only if the line's really long. And then, the, of course, there's also, you know, having. Pee fright, you know, stage yeah, fright yeah. For, for, for urination. I've had that. But I, I haven't had this This happen with a movie ticket window. This is different. Uh, a lot of times I will um, go to Google and forget what I wanted to search. <laughs> yes. I think everyone has that. That's a good one. I love that feeling. Okay. Um, L. Hart UCLA says, I do not like to share earbuds. I like the way the not is uh, capitalized. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought this was universal, but my boss keeps asking to borrow mine. So now I'm wondering, just me? I'm having a deja. I'm having deja vu, and I'm wondering if we did this one already. I don't think we did, though. Um, I, yeah, that's the ear. That's the weird thing because Earwax. yes, it's kind ear, but it's sort of like earplugs. Like yeah. what's one use only? That thick, sticky, orange, sweet. Well, it's, it depends on you know. Some people have flaky earwax. I have very um, thick, dark orange okay. paste. It's almost like. Uh, uh, you know that, now, now it's happened. You know that roses lip balm or whatever yes. like that you get the little tin. It's yes, like I that will never use that again. Now, oh. <laughs> whoops. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm, it's okay. Go ahead. No, and I, you know, like a lot of kids or whatever, uh, you know, I would eat my earwax like as a, you know, like eating boogers or whatever. I know you're not supposed to do it and all that, but I noticed when I would share not earbuds, but even uh, regular headphones like we're wearing now, mm-hmm. there'd be so much earwax or because I was picking at it, it would be around on my ear. Yeah. And it's not so much that people could see it. They could smell it. Oh, my word. That's amazing. So you can take that and go to the bank. <sighs> okay. Right. Ryan C843. If I see a car broken down on the side of the road that's the same make and model as mine, I get nervous that mine is next. Um, I don't think I do that. No, never. The only thing I could take, think is uh, – and it's more of a sort of a psychedelic experience. I'm driving down the road. I see a car that looks the same model as mine broken down and then I realize I am in that car and I just watched myself drive by in a perfectly working one and we've swapped places. And believe me, it, you do not want to have that happen more than three or four times a week. It's very, very stressful, sort of like a mental psychotic breakdown. Uh, okay. I'm not sure I followed that because I've had the thing where I've seen someone who was in my car who looks like me drive by. And for a second, <laughs> I think it's me. Okay. Well, like, it's, it's, it's a very weird, like, it's like a, it's like a, like a, like a very, like that set. Do you watch Law and Order? You yeah, do that yeah, jing yeah. jing sound. <laughs> That's it's sort of a um, an existential jing jing. Yeah, a moment of, of like, crisis, existential yes, panic. Yeah, existential dread, our identity crisis because it's weird. Like I've never actually seen myself driving my own car, but I have an awareness that it's like a it's like a 
slow and then a sudden fast. Like we were talking about the a pneumatic terror. door. Yes, a terror. Because like, oh, that's me. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. It's a very like David Lynch kind of thing. Uh, you know, um, he's, he's definitely explored that. But oh, boy. yeah, but, you know but it's, it's not it, broken down. It's just suddenly thinking I see myself. It's like you're, 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 you're in a train looking out the window at all these houses and wondering these people's lives and there's their yard and what do they think of me? And then you imagine what would it be like if I was a kid in the house looking at me in the train yep. wondering what it's like to look at him. Mm-hmm. Now, it actually, maybe it's not like that at all. Well, anyway, let's move on here. There's some other good ones. It'd be like if you're in the train going by and you look in the house and you see a kid and you think you're the kid. And then it turns out that you actually are. That's uh, what I mean. Okay. Yeah. That, and that's when it gets really intense. And you've it, had that, though? A few times, yes. And it's not pleasant. And you're talking about on psychedelics you've had that, though? No, that can recreate it. No, this is more, you know, if you you've re- act- You feel you've actually seen yourself. No, I, I, it, it's hard to explain. It's, uh, again, like you're walking down the street. And you see someone that looks like you and then you realize that it, you actually are them and then you've flipped and then you never go back and you think, oh, well, that couldn't have happened. It seems like a dream. And most of the time when I've had that happen, it was a dream. But I've had it happen like once or twice, like a deja vu feeling. It's almost like a yes. deja vu. That's the best way I can – the flavor of it is like deja vu. But are you suggesting that you've actually switched places with someone else and that person no, was yourself? No, I don't think that's probably what – I don't – that doesn't seem scientifically possible. But uh, – that's what appeared to happen like to it, my yeah. brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so yes. It might as well have happened, but I don't know that if that's actually right. what happened. I think it probably I was in some kind of deluded state thinking I was the other person, and I didn't realize that I wasn't. So that seemed like I switched. You know what I mean? Sort of. With deja vu, I've had days where like almost everything in sort of a set amount of time feels deja vu-ish. That's amazing feeling, right? It's weird. And it's, I, I, it read, I read – I read – that it's that there is I've read oh I read something yeah I did <laughs> I the, with the words there's some there is an explanation for it I don't know if it's true or not but what it said was that when you're having that feeling it's because things are like getting stored in your your long term memory okay. before your short term memory or something like it's actually oh. like it's an actual sort of a mechanic I mean it's a some kind of misfiring right. so that. It, yeah, it's like maybe circumventing the short-term memory so that your brain it, – it's accessing a long-term memory feeling. Right, right, right. You're having an experience that feels like a memory. Yes. Instead of a memory that feels like an experience. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a, that it's is very a very profound. good way to, 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 to look at it. And that I think is – if it can be um, you know, not too stressful, a really wonderful sensation. Mm-hmm. If you can not – if it's not frightening. You know, um, right. Well, it's sort of like doing a drug in that all of a sudden it's the same reality but you're perceiving it differently. Yeah. It all counts. It's all real life. So uh, do you see something on there that you would like to say yeah, whether the, it's just the, you? Yeah, the lint. Okay. Uh, Shui2100 says, I have an intense feeling of satisfaction when I clean out the lint trap of a dryer. You do? I love that. I do too. You know what I love about it? I'm always a little bit surprised and pleased when it kind of clumps together. So easily? Yes. Is that static? I don't yeah, – it must be, right? Well, I, don't I don't know. know. It's I- like somehow it's just like a big – Especially if you put your new towels in the dryer. Well, anything new, right? Yeah. Because it needs to – So much lint. Yeah, right, right. And it's – In an exciting way. It's a nice soft feeling. Yeah. I think there's a vacuum. So it's getting compacted onto that screen. But what I really like – I mean, of course, at home with my parents, uh, we had one washer and dryer. That's when my mom taught me how to do it and it's very important. And if you don't, it can catch on fire. So there was a – Oh, like I didn't a, know. Oh, yeah. You, you see, he knows. Yeah, okay. If you don't clean the lint, it, it I mean, eventually I, it will I burn do. Out. Okay, good. But I didn't know that it 
what I it's was a safety risking. hazard. Yeah, okay. it's safety. But what I love now, um, living in uh, an apartment building. And, oh, other people's lint. Oh, I like it. The hair and I hate the. It. You don't like other people's lint. No, I loved cleaning the lint tray when I had a washer and dryer in my house. And You're now, now that it's now that there's fifteen other oh. dirty people who. I, you know, it's clean. Whatever. I know them all. Like it's the, been washed. That's the beauty. I, yeah, of I it. understand, but it just—it just seems. Well, I also feel a little bit like I'm being assaulted because there are huge signs that say "clean the lint" thing after you're done, yeah. and I always do. So I'm, I'm just kind of frustrated and feel like I shouldn't be touching this foreign lint. No, that's true. <laughs> I mean, if they're being inconsiderate, that is, that is. Uh, yeah, a, why a, don't they? They because they're like he'll clean it. I don't need to do it. The next guy will do it. That's what yeah. they're thinking, jerks. But I'm glad that they don't do it because then I get to, to handle it and feel it. And I know there's dead skin cells in there. I know there's probably bacteria, but it's all been washed and heated. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's sterile or as sterile as you can get. Um, you know, versus picking it out of someone's belly button or whatever. So I think that's as good as you can get in life. Oh, that reminds me of something. So I had, you know, Gary, I haven't talked about the fact that I had surgery in so long. It used to be almost a drinking game. You'll enjoy this because you're into bodily things. Sure. Um, I had to have some cysts removed. Okay. Uh, I have endometriosis. And so I had some ovarian cysts that I had oh, to have removed. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I'm, t- I'm totally okay. Um, but even my boyfriend suggested that I talk less about this because even he, who loves me, would get a little bit like, ugh. With what? the discussion of cysts. It wasn't the surgery specifically. It was the idea of a cyst. It's, it, actually, talking to him privately, fine about it, but on the show. Oh. You know, starting up the show, it was like a, little, a lot of cyst talk. Okay, now here's another question. Is it because he's embarrassed of what his friends or family will say? Why does your girlfriend keep talking about cysts? Or is it that <laughs> it makes him, he doesn't like to hear it? Is it because of how, I mean, is he I thinking thi- you're embarrassing yourself? Mm. I don't know. I think it's just that the idea, like picturing a cyst, like the idea of cyst is kind of icky to him. They weren't dirt. It's not like there were cysts that had teeth and hair in them. That, just had some dried blood. Is that I mean, possible? Come on. Yeah, dermoid cysts. There can be all sorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look they how develop so, teeth? Gary's asking me, please, not no, to I go did, there. Wait, wait, wait. I did just get a chill. I really did. You know that? Look that, up dermoid cyst. What is uh, I feel like I've heard about, you know, a growth where it can begin to develop features um, that are not normally as- associated with just a lump, like yes. hair. Of, is That's the a dermoid one. cyst. But teeth? Yep. Again, it happened, this chill. It's like a, it's so gross. It's like a feverish, like a hot flash. It's almost flash. like a twilight zone. Just look it up. It's called oh, dermoid cyst. No, I yeah. love that feeling, it's, though. Uh, I, that's not what I had, though. Because it's hard. You can you know, see a dead body or you know, all kinds of horror movies and stuff, but then there's this very particular thing that isn't necessarily like violent or gory, and yeah. it just sends – it's uncanny. That's yes. what it is. It, to me, that's that is that Twilight Zone kind of like why am I why do I feel creeped out and why am I getting chills from watching this? There isn't anything violent or gore. But so anyway, the, <laughs> but what I was going to say so after so I'd had this um, surgery in December and so then the podcast this podcast started in February and I'd okay. say like the first um, five years were a hundred percent cyst talk. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but it was almost a drinking game. So I haven't mentioned it in a really long time. So here's what I'll say, though. It was laparoscopic, which means that the um, incisions were just like yeah. four little cuts, you know. Advanced small surgery. Yes. Right, right, right. Um, but one of them, one of them, they put in the belly button. They, they say they're concealing the scar. 
Um, but, you know, so I've got like three little scars and one in my belly button. But, you know, you mentioned belly button lint, and that's why I bring it up. I was afraid to touch the inside of my belly button for months and months and months and months. Because there's a cut there. Yes. Right? That makes sense. you got to heal. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, a long time after it healed. But just recently... I have been able to touch my belly button. How much lint was in there at this point? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Some. <laughs> well, I would imagine. I mean, how much well, could Well, I mean, but I take up? showers and stuff. Oh, you do? I do. I'm oh, one of those okay. people who hate showers. Like, I've got I, it. I, it's I, boring I as hell. That's all. I, I mean, I found Showering ways. Showering is? Uh, when I was younger, I could make it more entertaining by doing different things in there. But uh, these days, it's just all I think about is everything else I could be doing that would be more fun than this. But – don't you ever just want to wash your hair? No, that's one of the because that takes the longest. It does, but like if like I wash my hair more than the stylist would recommend, I wash it almost every day. They I know say that's, not to. I know, but I just want you to. like it. You like it. I, I don't I like, like the it. feeling of clean hair. I just don't. I I don't like it in there. Uh, I don't like it. Gets really hot. You know, I take sometimes cold showers, and it's too cold. I don't know. It's obviously something that an issue I have uh, right now, and. I'm going to get over it um, or not. But uh, the good thing is if you put on enough uh, cologne and deodorant and stuff, most people can't tell. Most people can't tell that you haven't showered you know, or mm-hmm. bathed at all. Right. I'm just saying you don't – Adam is also a fan of the non-bathing. I think I remember him mentioning that uh, but you just, like, I, I would feel icky. To your own then, self. Yeah, but you know what? Then again, there's more things on my body that are, are being <laughs> shaved. <laughs> so that sounds More wrong. Things on my body. Do they but have like, teeth? <laughs> wow. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if I shave my legs and then I mean I can't even imagine a scenario where I don't shower for days, but like oh, if there was one, I'm like how smooth my legs are right, right. to me is an indication of how clean I am, even though that's I know that that's not what that is. No, plus, if you're going to shave your leg, which I do appreciate and like, and I do shave mine as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're going to do that, it might as well take a shower because it's going to be you can do it in the sink. You know, oh, I never have though, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I right. believe me. I have because I like I don't want to get all the way into the shower. I'm just going to shave my leg here in the sink, wash it off. But at that point, why not just yeah. take a shower? You're yeah. halfway there, or at least one quarter, depending. You know, I just shave my calves. One thing I thought of, and I've tried, and I do recommend. And this was a party tip. Uh, you can make showering more fun in very simple, novel ways. Wear sunglasses. In the shower. Doesn't that just make it more challenging? It's dark. It's like, you know how sometimes just sleeping on the floor instead of on your bed, the whole room looks different? Yes. Or you sleep upside down on the yes, bed? Yes, I've done that. So, all of a sudden you're able to sleep if you can't sleep the other way. And that doesn't make any sense, but no, it's true, right? It's really weird. Change of perspective, a change of, of, of view. It, 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 it lasted. Like I almost took four showers that way and then that got boring. So, But try it. If you've never taken a, a shower of sunglasses, I do recommend it. I'm going to shower upside down. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. Be careful, though, because, you know, water is going to trinkle gonna, you're up right, your nose. You're right. I would, suff- I would actually suffocate if uh, the drainage wasn't happening properly. Well, Andrew WK, thank you so much. Oh, this has been delightful. Thank um, you, Allison. Anything else that you – or anything you want to mention or let people know, they can follow you on Twitter at Andrew WK. That's right. They can um, find you on the internet. At uh, your website, yeah, andrewwk.com. Okay, and you're about to release the 10th anniversary of I Get Wet. Just came out. It just came out. Yeah, so you know, bonus discs, special tracks, liner notes, uh, first album celebrating 10 years 
Uh, but I really, really enjoyed uh, this. And I didn't think I would. So uh, that's a nice surprise. I'm kidding. Of course I knew I would. Oh, my God. Gary, we're not releasing this one. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, I know. You can edit um, that out. No, it was... Okay, please. If we're editing anything out... It should be It's going to be a lot of other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, uh, I think that this is awesome. Congratulations on oh, all thank you. your success. And thank and you. For making for... a big move is a big deal. Thank I know that's you. not easy. So well done. And this was, you know, you're awesome. Thank well, it's you, neat. Allison. It's neat for me to be able to have someone who was in my, my living room in Brooklyn that's and then now saying. in this studio here. It's so cool. Thank you. Um, this welcome. has been thank you. fun. And I want to thank the listeners for making it this far. Um, <laughs> I know that we probably tried some of your oh. delicate sensibilities but uh, I appreciate it and and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen you can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F if you would like to email the show perhaps to say too much poop talk that would be A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at adamcarolla.com and are you going to buy something on Amazon? Of course you are because Amazon has everything that you could possibly want to buy. So if you're going to do that, why not click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It does not cost you anything extra and it helps out the show. Um, I love you guys and I will see you next week. Bye. That was a sad kind of bye. <laughs> bye. With a great pause. Because <laughs> you know people are just like, is that it? I know. Like, she didn't say bye. All right, bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen show.